This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back here for episode number 130 of Anything Goes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, the guest is Daniel Lumparitas talking about his brand new album, Fall and Fixture. And before we jump into that, I want to remind everyone, this podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Make sure to rate and subscribe so you get new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So this project is Daniel's solo debut album, and it was announced with the track Not December along with the companion track November, so it's pretty meaningful that this project came out on November 15th for Daniel. I talked to him about the meaningfulness of this month to him, and also just the journey that he took to get to this solo debut project. He's been writing music. His first writing credit came all the way back when he was 17, um, so it's been a kind of cool journey for him. Uh, he's had a couple different collaborators along the way, so I want to talk to him all about how this debut album really came into focus and how he was able to make it. So with that, let's jump right into this conversation. So how did your recent track, Not December, come about? Um, well, that was, uh, came out of hanging out with some of my best friends in a room and, uh, you know, seeing what could happen. I had, like the, the day before I had come up with this reverse piano melody that you hear in the beginning and it's just like a four bar you know eight bar loop and i never save those things when i make them but this one hit me right so i saved it and i showed it to freddie the next day and she was like oh like that's super cool like you know why not sure it was just kind of a what the hell moment there was no there was no real like um (laughs) it was it was just a piano loop and then we just kept building off of it you know Mm -hmm. the drums came about and then he went to the mic and just sang some melodies and whatever came out of those melodies we decided to you know fit some words to and it was just this really cool creative process where the snowball just like kept building and building and building and um me him and his girlfriend at the time uh Tess Finley we all just had just the best time seeing where we could take it you know there was no there was no goal there was no anything other than just like sheer creativity it was, it was a really really cool experience Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like one of the most organic kind of tr- uh, ways for a track to kind of come together. I, you know, just it just started out with that little piano thing. And then before you know it, it built off of that. And you said you work with, you know, the people, people that you consider friends, people that you consider close. Oh, some of my best friends in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it has a companion track, November, because it's not December. It's November, I guess. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that one and just the, the pairing of those two? Um, November was the last good month of my, uh, last relationship. It was, uh, it, it, it stuck out to me as a point in my life where, uh, this almost willing naivete was a, a big part of where I was at. And that whole like ignorance is bliss kind of thing really was just so, so prominent. And it, it felt like you know, every, everything about where I was at when I wrote the song in like February, you know, it was all like, fuck man, I can't, I just go back to November. Can I just, 
take it take it back to that time period and so it felt like a a nice tack onto the end of not december which is a song that you know is filled with like emotional resonance but not necessarily like lyrical resonance um it felt like pairing that with november was a nice uh you know one-two punch because it gives it a little more context you know not december isn't necessarily about anything but um when you pair it with something that is just like so fraught with uh, longing and regret, I feel like it gives it a, lo- a new perspective to look at that song with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I noticed you had this kind of affinity for this month of November. I mean, you know, obviously not December, November, your upcoming debut, Fallen Fixture releasing in November. So I wanted to, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was gonna, definitely going to ask about this. What is it about this month? <laughs> Yeah, man, it was uh, it was blissful ignorance. It was it was a beautiful time to uh, keep my head in the sand, and it, it was a year ago now. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. It was just it was it was a time that was right before a turning point. You know, it was a plateau. It was like this is as good as this moment can be, and then as is what happens in life, things change and events happen and things unfold and things hit the fan and then we end up in a new place you know and then we want to plateau again but like last last november was uh the last time everything was like stable and optimistic and just you know like rushing into the next thing with like arms wide open you know Mm-hmm. I find that so interesting that you know that, that that this plateau as you describe it in your life is the one drawing ins- is the part of your life you're drawing inspiration from. I feel like a lot of times it comes back to the whole oh this is a big turning point in my life this is where I'm going to grab that inspiration from. So I find it kind of unique and cool that it's that it's that plateau it's that time where everything was kind of normal that you're able to get that inspiration. Yeah, I mean I you know I never I never even thought about it like that until you put it that way but yeah it's uh I don't know. It, there was, there's something about the journey that's really important. You know, like everybody's out here for the journey. I just moved to LA. We're all here. We're on the come up. We're all trying to get to somewhere better, but it is something that there's something really special about like just being content and having that moment of contentness and just being at peace with where you are. And I, yeah, November absolutely came out of, out of that, that moment last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely understand how I don't understand that case. There's nice moments where everything's just you know you feel at peace. Everything's as feels it should be. I, I want to jump into this um debut project for you, Fallen Fixture. Can you tell Can you tell me a little bit about the recording process? How long have you been working on this? Uh, you know, the artist in me <laughs> wants to say that I've been working on it my entire life, uh, <laughs> which is just just the worst kind of answer. Um, I started. Uh, okay, so last November, I ended up writing the first song on that project, uh, Soft Life. It's the title, it, it, not the title track, it's the first track. It's the first song I wrote that I felt like I could put that out and stand behind it as like, this is my vision, this is my project. Nobody else helped me with it, this is mine. You know, it was like selfish. It was uh, finally the vision of what I wanted to make you know what i wasn't hearing in music um and that what i wanted to hear and so that song really kicked off this whole vision for the rest of the project um it's kind of the thesis statement uh musically and i 
yeah, the rest of it just kind of fell into place. There's a couple of them, like not December. Um, that came from the summer before. Uh, just seemed to fit right. Uh, version of You is actually a song that's four years in the making. That was like, I wrote those lyrics freshman year about this girl. And then the next year after that, I was in the studio with Freddie Kennett and uh, a friend of ours named Jacob Melman. And we just needed some inspiration. So I gave him the lyrics and then that whole thing just happened. And we only had like this 30 second clip. And then three years later, I ended up editing that into this big old thing that you'll hear on the album. And it, so it just kind of all happened like that. But making Soft Light in November was really the, the turning point for what the album was going to look like. And so, yeah, there's like outli outliers like Not December and Version of You. But for the most part, it was like November to May of this year. So November 2018 to May of this year of just like being in the, in, in some of the darkest places of my entire life and trying not to like use those emotions for profit, but use those emotions for inspiration for food. I don't know. I mean, like every artist is like, oh, sadness is great for creativity, but um, it, it is. It is. It really it was. It was wonderful. So this album came out of this like really awful time, but it was not necessarily therapeutic, but maybe uh, necessary for coping. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the awesome thing about art is that it can it, it can offer that that thing where you create something beautiful out of this ter out of this terrible time in your life, out of this time that maybe you know maybe sucks, but someone else might hear that and relate to it because maybe they're going through that time. At, they're going through that exact kind of kind of feelings at that time when they hear your project. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we, I, I make art selfishly. It's never, um, I'm never trying to make a song that uh, relates to somebody else, right? It's always just like, what am I doing? It's very egotistic, it's super narcissistic, but <laughs> that I think that uh, that's, a, that's a lot of the creation of art, right? It's like something that re resonates with me at the time and then I'm going to put it out in the world. And hey, man, like if you also resonate with it, that's amazing and that's beautiful. And that is why we create at a certain level, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that it's, if you can't resonate with it yourself as the creator of it, how do you expect anyone else to to have that feeling yourself? So you kind of have to start with yourself first. Absolutely. So yeah, man, that's like, it was It was really, the, the, the bulk of the project was November 2018 to May 2019. And it was all me in my room with my laptop and my KRK speakers and my Dave Smith prophet and, just hammering out these, these things, you know, these emotions, these feelings, and just trying to get them into Ableton <laughs> and, and then, you know, consequently like out into the world. Exactly. Channeling those emotions and finding the best way uh, to express them. I want to go back to, to that track soft light you mentioned. You mentioned it being the first track, but you, yeah. you use the words, the thesis statement for the album. That kind of just, just kind of struck yeah. me. I guess, why would you say that track maybe is the thesis statement for the album? Or if you could, and put it into words, what is the thesis state statement for the album? I would say Soft Light is the best thesis that I could give. You know, if I were, if I were to try to um, summarize that in words, uh, it, would, it would do the whole project a disservice. But Soft Light to me is the, the musical thesis more than the lyrical thesis, uh, it is what I found 
I wasn't hearing from my favorite artists at the time. It, it's what I, from any artist at the time, not that like I am so unique. I am original. I am the greatest thing to ever happen to music. It is just, a, it is using elements that I love from all of my favorite artists and putting them together in a way that I think hasn't been done before. And I really think that that kickstarted a singular vision, a unified vision for the textures and sounds of this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, and it sounds like you, you, the, the main meat of this record, the main thing is kind of coming all coming back to is the sound you kind of were able to create out of yeah. this record. Is, it, is that something you wanted to kind of keep yeah. maybe consistent throughout build this kind of soundscape that was kind of, you know, was consistent throughout the entire project? Well, uh, consistency, consistency, I would say in the most traditional sense, no, uh, there's a lot of variation, but I think having an idea that was like, okay, this is what I want to sound like allowed me to have other ideas for like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Softlight is like a, a, a take on something that maybe James Blake would do. And then I've got a song, the third track is called Aaron in the Ocean, and it's a take on what uh, like LCD sound system would do, or Flume, or, you know, it's more of a dance track. But the unifying through line is that it is my vision. And I think recognizing that I had a vision was the most important thing. And so Softlight was that for me. It was being able to recognize that I had something valid to say musically. And as a producer, it does all come back to the sound, right? I'm a producer first, an artist second, a writer second, everything <clears throat> everything else is second compared to that. So it is the sounds of the songs mm-hmm. that really, um, it, it, that is easily the most important thing to me. Yeah, definitely. I like I like that word you said through line. I mean, I, now that I'm thinking about a consistency, maybe not as the right terminology I was thinking of, because, you know, obviously you can have there are plenty of examples of, of albums with various sounds from for each song, each sound, each song sounding kind of different, uh, but still having that that consist right. that that consistent through line, I guess, is, is the better word. I think. You're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is one of my favorite albums. And there are songs on that record that could not sound more different from each other. But at the end of the day, they all have like a connected piece you know whether it's gorgeous or all of the lights like those two songs are so different and the mixes are different and the production ideas are different but at the end of the day they still sound like they're part of that whole piece and so that's kind of what i was trying to achieve with this definitely yeah it's yeah it's, that's a great example um, of, of an album that sounds so different if you take just track you know track two and track like seven let's say they would not sound at all alike but listening through it front to back you're able to kind of get that progression um through it, I kind of want to talk about the idea of this being your debut because a lot of times, you know, it's your first impression, it's your first record you're going to be dropping, and it's your kind of first statement as an artist. I guess what, how how important was that to you? How much did you think about that? That this is going to be my first statement, this is going to be my first record I'm going to have as a solo artist. Honestly, not at all. I didn't think even a little bit about it. I was, I, you know, the whole idea of a debut is something it's a, it's a label we put on it right we've all done things before this right so i have a bunch of projects with friends of mine that are already out in the world that i've produced for them and with them and yes this is technically the first thing that i've done on my own but it wasn't even a factor to me it didn't even occur to me that this is like the premier statement for like my singular vision which it is but while i was making it there was no concept of like uh 
a mission statement for myself for how I want people to perceive me. All it was, like I said, it was, it was completely arrogant and, and selfish. It was just how, like, it was all about getting those songs right for myself. And then, you know, I'll put them out. And I, I didn't even know I had an album until I was like, done with it. You know, I had this collection of songs and then I started to put them together in a track list. And, oh my God, now I can put this out in the world. And yeah, maybe people will really love it. And I really, <laughs> I really think they will. Exactly, and then and then also by not really focusing maybe on that this is your first statement, just by kind of making the music and then just saying, oh wow, I have an album. I mean, it kind of relieves right. some pressure. It kind of is a, a free, like you said, with your this um, the track, not December, an organic kind of um, way to create. Yeah, the whole thing, the whole thing came about really organically. Like I said, I was reaching back four years for this other song, so it just all kind of the pieces just kind of seemed to fall into place. Once I had written Soft Light, it was like six months, and then I was done. You know, I finished in May. Mm-hmm. I, I find that crazy how you can create crazy and really cool how you can write this song softly and have it be the thesis statement for this project. And yet there's still a track from three, four years ago that still fits into that thesis statement that still fits into that overall oh, concept. so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I have no idea why it works. It works though. Maybe they're about the same. I mean, maybe it's because they're about the same girl. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never, you never know. Um, I want to go back a little bit in your timeline because I saw something kind of interesting is that you got your first writing credit at age 17 with the, um, the track It's Strange. Can you tell me a little bit about how that all came about? Because that's that seems like a pretty big first step. Yeah, that was actually uh, pretty much the same process as not December, honestly. Um, Freddie and I uh, just have been friends for a really long time and we were in high school and it was 4 a.m. and we were making beats on his laptop and it was snowing out. So we went outside and we were both, you know, fiending for a snack. So we went over to Walgreens and in the parking lot, we took this picture of a stoplight or not a stoplight. It was like a streetlight with uh, all the snow coming down. And uh, we went back to his place and decided to make a song that sounded like that picture. And it, Ended up being it's strange, and uh, we sent the beat to K Play, who actually went to our high school. That's like that was the connection there. Um, so we sent the beat to her, and she sent us back the world's greatest top line. And I remember <laughs> getting it back and just like running around the house, like it's a hit, like it. She did it. She absolutely nailed it. It, it was it was like one of the most joyous moments of my life. Jeez, wait, so so you and Freddie, did you guys go to the same high school? Yeah, yeah, that's where we met. We uh, took a music theory class, like, my junior year, and that's where we met. And Kay Flay went to that high school. That is a lot of music talent coming out of one high school. Jeez. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good place to be. It was, it, was, it was a really nice stepping point. They gave us a lot of tools to get to where we wanted. And I guess now, I guess now so, like, that was your that was your first step, and now I'm looking at this as going to be your first first solo record. How would you describe your change as an artist through those couple of years, through that through that time from that first that first writing credit all the way till now, when you're preparing to release this album under your name? Man, I mean, between now and then, I graduated high school and college. I got my first major heartbreak. I've gotten my first real check in the mail. I've gotten you know, there's like all these like major milestones that have happened. I I'm living. I, I moved across the country. You know, I've moved to Miami for school and then now I'm in LA there's there's no shortage of change 
that has happened in my life. And I think that I, <laughs> I'm not the same person, man. It's, it's hard to imagine me being the same person as when I was like 17. I'm 23 now, right? So it's, it's, it's a world of difference. And I'm really excited to have that growth and that change. You know, the idea of like, better to have loved and lost and you know all of that it's true all of those cliches are true and I'm so happy to be here where I am because all of these things moving across the country and graduation and messing up big time with a whole bunch of things and also succeeding big time with a whole bunch of things has been such a formative experience that I couldn't have made this record without all of that it's a, it's it's so kind of crazy to look back on sometimes like especially you know the, the the teenage early 20 years in your life and you just look back like 6 5 5 6 years and you're like geez this is i changed so so much but you know like you said it's there's a lot of good things a lot of bad things and it's wild how you're able to kind of put that uh put that all into perspective and you're right the clichés are true because you know i guess they're clichés because everybody goes through them or most people do um so i just want to get in ask you this now that your your debut record's about to come out. Um, we're doing this Friday, November 8th. So next week, a week from today, is what I saw that Fallen Fixture is going to come out November 15th. Just how are you feeling yes, now with, with this with this about to come out and be released to everyone? I'm excited. I'm ambivalent. I'm I'm uh, a little a little sad. Like there's a, there's all these emotions that like, you know, it depends on the day, man, because it's something that's been mine for so long. I've had these songs on private SoundCloud links for like a year now and it's just some of them I've had for four years and it's been a process just getting to this point and I I don't know I don't think I've fully processed it and it doesn't really matter what I feel right because in a, in, a, in a week it'll be everyone else's it won't be mine and that is so cool and it's such a privilege and you know who knows how many people listen to it. Maybe it gets lost in the annals of the internet. It doesn't really matter. It's just moving forward to the next thing. Now I have a whole bunch of stuff that is in the vault and, you know, ready to come out almost as soon as this next project is out. So I'm, I'm just excited and looking forward to everything that's going to come out of it. Then. Well, of course, I've got to give a huge thank you to Daniel for coming on to the podcast. Remember to go down into the show notes there. I have a link for you guys to check out Fallen Fixture, as well as to follow him on Instagram for any other updates that he may have, whether it's upcoming live shows, more new music down the road, anything like that. And with that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, make sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platforms. The rating does a lot to help the show grow, and new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. For more episodes of this podcast, as well as my music discussion podcast and my sports discussion podcast, go over to jacksonneilpodcast.com. If you're a really big fan of the show, maybe consider becoming a subscriber over on Patreon. Over there, for just a couple dollars a month, you can get access to cool bonus content right from this podcast, right from these interviews. Kind of questions that I wanted to ask the guests, but didn't really have the time to fit it into a normal interview. So just today with Daniel, we talk about Radiohead, his time in college, and just a lot of other random little things. So head down to the show notes and click on that link to Patreon to see all of that. I write, record, produce, do everything for these podcasts myself as a full-time college student, so any little bit of support just helps me spend more time making these episodes. 
If you want to stay up to date on everything that I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JacksonNeil20. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.